You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello. Oh my God. This is so weird and exciting. Hello. My name is Mads. And this is the first Friday solo episode. This is also the first solo, solo episode I have ever recorded in my entire life, which sounds surprising even during Scout's maternity maternity, maternity leave. I never did like a fully solo episode. I always did um, the intros, but never the full the full motherfucking thing. So here we are. It's just you and me, girly. It's just you and me. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Let's do this. And just so you guys know, if you're, you know, very confused what's going on, we have this new format where every Monday it's going to be me and Scout, just, you know, classic OKSIS vibes. And then the rest of the week on Wednesday, it's a solo episode with just Scout. And then Friday, it's a solo episode with just me. And these Fridays, these TGIF is are going to be for you and me. Okay, girly, you're going to listen to me on your hot girl walk. You're going to listen to me as you're driving to Erewhon or whatever bougie grocery store you guys have out there in your town. And we're just going to level set. This feels very YouTube of me. I miss YouTube so much. Let me know if I should start it. Honestly, like I, I've been saying this so much, but I just, I don't know. I really miss YouTube. Um, if you guys don't remember, I had a YouTube channel. I think it was 
oh, like almost two years ago. It was called Mad's World and I loved doing it. It was just the editing that was a monster. And I have such a respect for YouTubers now after going through that experience, but it just feels like the natural progression for me. I obviously love TikTok and I love doing the day in the life, which feel very YouTube adjacent, but I don't know. There's something about the long form. Obviously we're on a podcast. I'm into the long form. So let me know if you would want to see some YouTube vids. You can go back and watch uh, my old ones. They're very silly as you can imagine, but what you can expect from these TGIF episodes with just me. I'm going to talk about what I'm going through that week, what I'm working on, both from a mental health standpoint, a mindset standpoint, but also just things going on in my life. Keep you guys abreast, if you will. And we'll kind of just see where it takes us. I think I'm going to do like an Emma Chamberlain style where it's like one word topics, you know, like money or sex or whatever, because I want to just dive deep into my philosophies and thoughts around certain things that I'm working on. So today, though, we are going to do a book corner and Coachella Revolve recap. So I know it's like so done, like Coachella, everything, Stagecoach, everything is done or Stagecoach is happening right now, but I hadn't had a chance to recap it on OKSIS and I just thought that I would deliver you with my experience of going to Coachella and Revolve Festival. So let me first tell you how I got to Revolve Festival. It's really funny because I feel like in 2018, 2019, I would have like cut off my right nipple to go to Revolve Festival. I was so obsessed with getting there. I was super desperate energy and it was just the place to be. And I've always wanted to see what it's about and and be there. And this year, first of all, I did not have a Coachella ticket. I was not planning on going. This happens every fucking year. I've said this on, on OKSIS, but Every year I don't have a ticket, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to probably go. I keep the weekend open just in case. And usually I can find, I can scroungel up, scroungel? I'm going to make that a word, scroungel. Scroungel up whoever in my life can drop everything and come with me to Coachella. It worked out so perfectly that my stepsister, uh, Stephanie, she just moved here from England. And I just was like, yo, you're coming with me. Our parents also have a house in Palm Springs and uh, that they Airbnb. It actually, like it was my stepdad's birthday. So they blocked out that weekend, whatever. So we had a place to stay and I had a person to go with. Perfect. We're, things are looking up. Still didn't have a ticket. But what happened and talk about manifestation. I was just like, you know, I, I posted a TikTok about why a brand should sponsor me to go to Coachella. It did not do anything. There was no brands that reached out after that. So that was a bit embarrassing, but it was silly and whatever. So I put together this Malibu day with Soho House Malibu. I became friendly with the community manager there and we started to put on events together. This is also a whole manifestation that happened for myself. I I talked about this on another podcast. I think it was Jenny Drew's podcast, Porch Time, where I've been weirdly called to Malibu. And I know that this sounds like so like bougie and like, yeah, of course, everyone would love to be in Malibu, Mads. Like, duh. 
But there is something like when I do my manifestations and my meditations, when I think about a safe space, I always think of Malibu and being by the ocean. And I grew up going to a Jewish sleepaway camp that was located in Malibu. So it feels very much like my childhood and very special to me. But something just recently, I've just, I've been pulled there by the universe and something has just continued to pull me there. And, you know, I wrote it in my journal, just kind of, I don't know how this is going to manifest or how it's going to take form, but I want to be around Malibu in some way. Then I, you know, got connected to the community manager at Soho House Malibu. We became friendly and she was like, I love what you're doing with Camber. Let's put on some events together. And then we planned this whole Malibu crawl. We got a bus that said like Camber times Little Beach House Malibu. All the, you know, Soho House Malibu members were there and we kind of bopped around Malibu to all of my favorite places. So I curated the whole day. We went to Malibu Brewing Company, Broad Street, and just had such an amazing day. And it was a dream, right? It was a dream partnership. It was a dream to, you know, again, be in Malibu and have that, that relationship. And I've been so fortunate for that. Now I was speaking to someone who was there, who was a member and I asked her, what do you do? And she was like, oh, I run influencer relations at Revolve. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's noted. Interesting. And I said, oh, you must be excited about Coachella and what's coming up and Revolve Festival and everything. And she said, yes, it's, you know, she basically invites all the influencers there and handles that. So a couple of weeks later, or not even a couple, maybe a week later, I had gotten her phone number and I texted her and I just, you know, at first I was like, this is such a shot in the dark, but let's just see. And I said, hey, if you need someone to come take content at Revolve Festival, I'd love to stop by. I know it's like you're keeping it small this year, but just wanted to throw it out there just in case. All right. And she wrote back and said like, oh, I'll check whatever. And I thought, you know, I, I took that as like a, yeah, honey, like dream on most uh, type of text. She was very sweet, but I was more so it, it felt that like, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then not even an hour later, she was like, wait, we have a extra ticket. And so she literally sent me the ticket and that was the most insane manifestation. I don't even know if I was manifesting it this year, but just maybe I was manifesting in 2019, 2018. And it take, took this long to get there, but it was very, it felt really awesome to receive that. So I text my stepsister and I'm like, we're going to revolve. And she's freaking out. Like she's also like, she's like 2019 me freaking out. And so excited. You know, they give us a credit to revolve to, to get some clothes and we're all set for the weekend in terms of outfits. Now we don't have a ticket. <laughs> so my stepsister scroungled, I'm using that word again, scroungled Reddit and Facebook groups. Cause I was like, I will not partake in this. Um, I don't want to open Facebook ever again in my life. So you're going to have to handle this. Um, I posted you know, I did the posts, but like on TikTok and the Instagrams and whatever, but she was the one that, that found the tickets. And I met up with this lovely girl in Koreatown and I Venmoed her some money and that was that. And it was a bit sketchy, but we we got there, okay? Then 
We drive to Coachella, we drive to Palm Springs, we get to the house on Friday and we immediately take shots and just, I resort back to my retox mads, kind of like my bachelorette party version of myself. Again, there's very, there's a polarity here. It's like either I'm taking shots, I'm going out partying, or I'm literally in bed at 8 p.m. reading a romance novel with like a face mask on. There's really no in between. That's like the two versions you're going to get of me. So we then get to the festival. Well, first we had to stop off at the 818 tequila pop-up, which was awesome. They had asked me to come for Camber. So great. And again, even me saying all these brand partnerships and people that I've been working with for Camber feels like a dream. And I, I, while I'm in the slug of entrepreneurship and starting this company, it's really beautiful to say it out loud, all of these dream partners that I've, I've been working with. So we stopped off there, then went to the festival. Honestly, I don't even, I think the first person we saw was Blink-182. We came very, very late. This was weekend one. So it wasn't, it was before Frank had dropped out and Blink-182 took the headliner spot. And I just shook my tuchus. I, sh- I was, you know, having a ball, having a grand time. Oh, we went to Muna. Sorry. That's where we went to first. We saw Muna. So Naomi in Muna, I grew up with Naomi in San Diego. We used to do Jewish community theater together. Uh, Naomi is in Muna. And so I was texting Naomi the day of, or like the the day before or something, and being like, I would love to see you. And it's been so long. And I didn't get to actually see Naomi, but it was really cool just to see Muna up there and all of their success. It's been awesome. They've also been on the Eras tour opening for Taylor, like beyond. Then I ran into Kenzie and Dom, of course, and you know we s- spent some time together. Dom is just so silly. She she knew every band. I honestly I didn't really know that many people at the lineup this year. Um, and then we went off to Blink One Eighty Two. Shook my tuchus, had a great great time. Uh, got super drunk, and then we what did we do? We left, um, and that was that. Now, the next day was Revolve. First, we went to Kenzie's hotel. Went to Kenzie's hotel. She was going to Coachella with Ugg. So they had a whole hotel in Palm Springs. So she was super close. And so I I went over there. We took some shots. (laughs) There's a lot of shots happening, a lot of drinking and took some content. And then we went to Revolve Festival together. So Revolve Festival it was amazing. It was exactly how you would expect. Like it was this big field and it was just another festival, right? Everything was free, all the food, all the drinks. There was an Erwan pop-up where people could literally grocery shop. Like there was macadamia nut milk and vegan mayonnaise. And I was like, in this heat? Also, where am I supposed to, how am I supposed to take this into the festival? I can't take this. But nevertheless, we did take some nut milk and it was just so, you know, Classic, of course. And then there was Raising Canes. There was an 818 whole thing. There was open bar. Um, just obviously tons of Instagrammable areas. And it was so fun. It was great. Um, I met or I found some people that I knew. And oh, then I I spoke to David Dobrik. Okay, so I brought the mini mic because I wanted to take some content for Camber. Whenever I use the mini mic... I've done the mini mic in the past, okay? In LA, I 
wanted to do the mini mic and ask people in LA questions. And I tried to do it in Silver Lake with my friend and it was the most mortifying experience of my life. I thought I would be really good at it because I'm just very you know, outgoing and I don't give a shit what people think, but this, it was completely mortifying. We stood outside the Silver Lake farmer's market and people did not want to anything to do with me. I was like, do you want to be my TikTok? They're like, absolutely not. Like I I don't want to speak to you. So I was, I was like, okay, if I bring the mini mic to Revolve Fest, people are more willing to be in your TikTok. All right. It's, they get the vibe. So I used the mini mic and I was so drunk, I guess, because I don't know how I had this courage, but David Dobrik was in like the VIP section, like looking over and my stepsister was like, go, go, go right now. And I just ran and I was like, will you be in my TikTok? I, I run an LA food TikTok. I want to talk to you about Dobrik's. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. And super nice, whatever, very silly. And I, I spoke to it. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans 
jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Again, 2020 Mads would be geeking out because I binge watched all of his vlogs during the pandemic. That was like my, instead of watching like a show, I watched literally every single vlog squad vlog. All right. So I guess what I want to say about Revolve Festival, it was, I felt so grateful to be there. I think what it was, what I was simultaneously feeling like I belonged and like I didn't belong. I kind of made a TikTok about this the other day where, you know, I'm in the creator space. I interview a lot of these big creators on OKSIS and we have influencers on and entrepreneurs and all these, you know, big names. But I still like don't feel completely like I fit in. Um, I found friends like Dom and Kenzie where I feel very connected to them and they're actual friends. Um, but when I go to something like a Revolve Festival, you know, I'm very silly and whatever. I'm not like super serious about the Instagram and what it looks like. And so it was just fascinating, right? I just felt my brain was like, do I belong here? Do I not? And I was just trying to reconcile with that. And I guess that's my <laughs> my only thought. I hope that that made sense. But, you know, I you obviously want to take content, but then you're also like, are we all just taking content? It's like, are we having fun? Are we not having fun? But overall, it's one of those things where when you go there, you're just like, oh yeah, right. This is it. This is the thing that everyone you see on, on Instagram and you're just like, do I can imagine it's the same way that people see Coachella through the lens of TikTok and they're like, what would it feel like to actually be there? And then when you're there sitting in the dirt, dust, in the heat and you're just like, oh my God, it's going to take me four hours to get home. You're, you're no one's posting about that feeling. You know what I mean? Anyways. So that was Saturday. Then we go to the festival. My feet were just dying. Thank God I had brought uh tennis shoes and honestly, we should not have even gone to the festival on Saturday. I, we watched Blackpink, which phenomenal. I guess I like didn't realize how phenomenal Blackpink was, but I didn't know any of the songs and I don't like going to concerts when I don't know the songs. So that was kind of a bummer. So we went to Blackpink and then Calvin Harris was that later that day. And I was like, look, let's just go home and watch Calvin Harris on the live stream. Like by the time we get home, it'll be four in the morning. So the, this was the way to do Coachella is get there late and leave early. This is the first year I've ever left early. I've always stayed to the very end and waited in that shuttle line for three hours. Okay. So this was the year where I was like, you know what? I'm getting old. I'm getting old. And I'm just admitting that. And I would like to go home and watch this on the live stream. The next day we went back to revolve again. So fun. 
Oh, actually a little, I guess maybe this could be another episode down the line is dealing with trolls on TikTok. I feel maybe I've spoken about this on, on OKSIS in the past, but when I posted the mini mic content and video, basically what I was asking and the prompt was, would you rather have free healthcare or free air one? Obviously I was joking. Like I'm, it was more so a satire on how expensive Erwan is. If you don't know about Erwan, it's this very bougie, expensive grocery store. And it's a joke, right? It's like, of course you want the free healthcare, but it's a joke because Erwan is so expensive. You guys, you are very intelligent. So you understand the joke. Now I asked influencers this and it was very silly and I thought it was, I thought it was great. And then I post it and whew, it hit the wrong side of TikTok. And people were saying, you know, medical debt is not something to joke about. You're so ignorant. Like, wow, like, don't be like this. All of these types of things. So I, I'll i definitely talk about how I deal with those things in the moment, but I just broke down. Sunday morning, I just was so distraught with the reception of it. And I really felt misunderstood or that it was placed in the wrong people's heads or, you know, I'm not like a journalist on the grounds at like, um, at a hospital. I'm at Revolve Festival asking influencers like about Erwan, like calm down. So I had a really, really tough morning where I was just, you know, distraught over this. And as you become a content creator and put yourself out there more and more, you have to really be steadfast and trusting in yourself because those moments when that happens, those are tests, right? That's the, that's the universe basically saying to you, hey, are you going to persevere? Are you going to continue on this path regardless of what just happened? Because yes, if yes, then great. I'm going to give you more expansion, more growth, more community members. If no, if this completely shuts you down and makes you give up, then it wasn't for you. Then this is not the path for you, right? So that's the way, of course, that's really hard to remember in the moment. That's how I was trying to get myself out of it was, hey, 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 this is a test. These people obviously were not understanding what you were saying. That's fine. It's a learning lesson. I'm okay. It's okay for me to make some mistakes. And I don't really think it was that big of a mistake, but I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with what I posted and I'm trusting myself that I'm going to continue on regardless. So when those things happen and, you know, I I know not all of you are in the content creation space or want to be creators, but this also applies to, you know, any point in life uh, when you disappoint a friend or, you know, when you get in an argument or something, something happens where it's very triggering for you and you might break down and cry think of it as what is the universe like trying to get me to do? And if you show up and react in your highest self-worth, if you show up and say, yeah, fuck those trolls. Yeah, that kind of stung and that's fine. I'm allowed to feel my feelings, but I'm not going to let them win. I'm not going to just stop posting on TikTok because of that. I'm going to continue on because I know the community that I'm serving. They understand me and that's who I'm making content for. So just keep that in mind, I think, as you navigate those things. 
So all is that to say, that was a bit of a tangent, but that was something that definitely happened that morning. And it was pretty pivotal and it kind of put a shadow over the weekend, but it's okay. I really, I pulled myself out of that. So we go back to Revolve. It was so hot on Sunday, unbearably so. So, and we were so run down and tired. Me and Steph were just like, what are we? We just kept chugging these like tequila seltzers again with the alcohol. And I just, I was like, this is, this is not even making me drunk anymore. I'm just, I don't even know what I'm, what's happening to my body. So we then went to the festival and really there wasn't anyone we wanted to see until Frank Ocean. And I, you know, I was so tired and he was an hour late and I don't even need to like tell you about the whole debacle, but it was pretty disappointing. I've been a Frank Ocean fan for a long time. I actually think I saw him at the last time he was at Coachella or like the last time he ever performed, which was like 2012 or something. I'm not sure, but he performed at Coachella. And then that song Novocaine where he's like mad or at Coachella, like it was so electric. Everyone was screaming. He had to restart the song. It was, he was in like a smaller tent back then. So I was so excited for that type of energy and for him to be like, this is my festival. I'm back, whatever. So, you know, obviously he's grieving the passing of his brother, which is so devastating. And I just don't think he was ready to perform, which is totally valid and fine. Um, but it was, honestly, it was just, it was a bit disappointing to watch. Um, it, they didn't feel prepared. It didn't feel like a performance. And so we left like halfway through because I, I was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to sit for three hours and wait for traffic just for this. So we left. And then that was the day. And, you know, we had the house, um, for Monday as well. So we just chilled by the pool. I did work, um, by the pool with my family. We played Rama Cube, hung out, and it was just a delightful, a delightful, delightful time. And that is my Coachella experience until next year. You know what? Next year, I'm going to go to Stagecoach. I'm saying it here and now. I'm going to cut this clip and present it to myself next year because every year I don't go to Stagecoach because I go to Coachella and I just, you can't, well, you can do both, but I'm not going to do both. And I really want to experience Stagecoach because I people say that it's much more chill and relaxing. And so I'm excited for that. Okay. I want to do a little book corner before we end. And I just want to give you an update of things that I've been reading and what have you. All right. So if you are on Book Talk, then you know about A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. I couldn't go one TikTok without seeing this book. It's fantasy, okay? And I'm a very much non-fantasy girly. I think the last fantasy series I read was Harry Potter. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would because, again, I'm not a fantasy girly. But the world building was super easy to follow. And the love story was beautiful. It was not steamy at all. I was advertised that it would be steamy. And so that was a disappointment and a letdown. But that is okay. I posted about my review, I guess, and just, you know, everyone was, whenever I posted about this on my Instagram story, I've never gotten more DMs in my life. So that was, um, so that was telling of the, you know, how popular it is, but I don't know. I would, I liked it. Of course. Um, I wasn't as obsessed, I think as everyone else was, but 
every single person without a doubt told me to read the second one. I'm a known hater of series I don't know what it is, but I just have so many books to read that I don't want to read another of the same book, if that makes sense. But people said that the second one is by far the best, way steamier. So, you know, I have to, I have to check it out. Now, the next book, and you've probably seen this on my Instagram because I won't shut up, shut the fuck up about it. One of the best romance novels I've read definitely in 2023 and maybe in my whole entire life, The Things We Leave Unfinished. So Margot Oshray texted me and said, have you read this book? And I said, no. And she says, okay, I've seen like two TikToks about it and I like, I'm going to read it. So she reads it. Literally, I think 12 hours later, she texts me, she says, read it right now. Put it at the top of your list. Read it right now. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, we're, we're, we mean business. So I read it and it's absolutely fantastic. It's like giving the notebook meets beach read. Um, there's al- alternating timelines, which usually I don't love. And I also don't love historical fiction. Not this is like historical fiction, but they're in the war and it's, you know, wartime. And I, I usually don't like to read that stuff. I'm more like modern times, but so well written. The love stories were Oh, and then the ending is like gut wrenching, but you will devour this. And I'm so jealous of anyone who is reading it for the first time. And then right now I am reading cult classic by Sloan Crosley. So this, I, me, my best friend, you know, best friend, Brett, BFF Brett. She's been on the pod many, many times. She and I started, well, she was talking to some of her friends and she knows I obviously love reading. So we're putting together a book and natural wine club, which two of my favorite things, sign me the fuck up. So the first one is in a couple of weeks and I literally have not even gotten, I think 20 pages into this book, but Sloan Crosley, I've read met, I've read all of her books, The Clasp and also um, her short stories. I was told there'd be cake and, um, or essay, I guess, book of essays. And this is a fiction book. I think going from my romance novels that are super digestible, easy to read to going to this where it's like very much literary fiction, you have to be paying attention. It's a bit of a brain switch, which is fine. I really, I love, these are the types of books that I used to read a lot, but it's a bit slower of a read. So I need to, I don't even know when I'm going to read this, but I have to finish it by next week. And wow. Guys, we did it. That was so fun. Okay. Wow. This was my first solo, solo episode ever. And thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited you're listening. And have the best fucking Friday ever. Please let me know how you felt about this episode. What else you want to hear from me. I'm going to basically treat this like like a, YouTube, like a video, di- video, sorry, audio diary. There is video, but... I, I just think this is going to be, there's going to be some content that I just, you're not going to find in the main Okay Sis podcast episodes. And I have a lot to say. So thank you. And I love you and have the best weekend and I'll see you Monday. Hey. 
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 